Take a few moments each day to focus on your feelings, thoughts, and internal stresses. I return to the present and process my inner world rather than pushing it over. We live in a noisy world and taking a moment to actually find what's going on inside is really important for any creative. Ready to go learn how to live healthier, wealthier and wiser as an artist in showbiz? Hey, I'm Lara Bianca Pilcher. I'm crazy about helping artists to live out their creative dreams and nurture themselves at the foundation of their creative career. I'm an artist and actor and showbiz educator with over 20 years in the arts and entertainment industry in London, Australia and now Atlanta, USA. I'm here to show you how to navigate this topsy-turvy world called showbiz, uncover the secrets of success, unlocking the powerful artist you are. I've done a lot, performed, worked in TV, film, radio, stage, produced, directed, choreographed, acting, singing, voice work, musical theatre, dance company, toured, moved, casting, auditioned, self-tape, teaching, press, critics, branding, marketing, side hustles and all the hoo-ha while maintaining a happy marriage with two gorgeous kids. And there will only be real talk here, friends. Think of this podcast as a masterclass in helping you build your creative career while also learning how to holistically navigate the artist's life. This is the Healthy, Wealthy, Wise Artist Podcast. This is a slightly different episode from my normal content on this podcast. It's a day in my life as a mum, actress and wellness enthusiast. And although some of the lessons on here may seem simple, in reality, they are quite difficult to put into our lives. We live in a noisy, busy, overstimulating world where we rarely take time to just be with our own thoughts. So I've been really working in my life at just coming back to simple, basic principles of health and wellness, and they are really making a difference. I have so much energy and I have so much productivity that I'm shocked. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you what I'm doing to have the levels of energy and productivity that I'm having. Enjoy a day in my life as a mum, actress and wellness enthusiast. Hi friends, I have a really unique episode for you today because it's personal. A day in my life as a working mum, actress and wellness enthusiast, plus my podcast listeners reached out to me on social media after I put out uh, the word, hey, give me your questions and I'll answer them in the next episode. So here I am answering your questions and I got some fantastic ones, one about how I go about building community making artistic connections and friends, as well as balancing my life as an actress, wellness enthusiast and working mother. I got a question about my most significant misconceptions about being an actress and how I started and what the main steps for others might be. And all those questions from you guys, I'm gonna answer at the end of this episode. But to start with, here's a day in my life as a working mum, actress and wellness enthusiast. My days are filled with varied activities. I love change, that's just me. (laughs) And juggling career aspirations, both my business and acting career, family obligations, personal health. It can be a lot, but it's one that I embrace with open arms. So in this episode, I invite you to take a look behind the scenes at my daily routine as I share my insights on fitting in a workout, navigating auditions and rehearsals and those things that just come up suddenly, managing stress, building community and a lot more. 
So join me as we explore the world of a modern day creative career life from my perspective and discover how we can all fit our passions and needs into our lives. This episode is not a how to live your life episode. It's this is what's working for me. Let it inspire you. And I believe it will. So morning routine, fitting in a workout and breakfast. Look, I've learned that sticking to a consistent morning reset sets me up for success for the rest of my day. I wake up at different times each day because no two days are the same. And if I'm getting really honest, I've never been the most amazing sleeper. So sometimes I'll sleep five hours and sometimes I have a really great night and will sleep eight. But I almost always start my day with a flat white and a 10 minute meditation. And I use an app that's got a few women on it that we do it together, we read in our own time and then put a little chat comment on there. It's a fantastic way to focus my mind. Then I journal for however long my brain needs it. I don't believe in formulas to make my day successful, but I do believe in listening to my own mind and thoughts. Sometimes I journal three pages, sometimes it's three words if I don't really feel like writing. And this helps me clear my mind and set my intentions for the day ahead. I then make a protein-packed breakfast, such as poached eggs and veggies. I really believe in starting the day with a healthy breakfast, and I really do get in some good veggies in the morning, every single morning. And then I get to work, and work for me varies, but three to four times a week, I change into my workout clothes. There's a local gym only four minutes drive away. I do a 30-minute workout, then have some sauna time, followed by a freezing shower or a pool dip and I honestly wish I could ice bath but I don't have access to that yet. My husband is my workout buddy two days a week and the other two I go independently and my go-to workout routine mainly includes lifting weights. That's because I'm really into functional training and basically building my strength. I do a little bit of treadmill walking for cardio which keeps me energized and strong but I really love feeling physically strong. I get a lot of back pain and neck pain if I don't move my body regularly. There's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) It's just the shape of my spine so for me it's really important. It's a priority and a habit that I have scheduled each week so it doesn't get bumped by any busyness. You know it's not rocket science but prioritizing my physical and mental health helps me to better handle the demands of auditions, rehearsals, and family obligations quickly and with grace. For me, balancing family and career, navigating auditions and rehearsals as a working mum, it's a juggling act. And I did an episode on that a few back, so you can go back and listen for that. But while I try to film self-tape auditions or attend rehearsals around my children's schedules, there are times when conflicts arise and I need to rely on my husband or a babysitter to step in. And I don't have any family in Atlanta. They all live in Australia. So that circle for me is still forming of people that I can kind of go, hey, I need some help with childcare. But my children are also a little older now, just um, eight and nine years old. So sometimes I just have to do things in the other room um, while they're home watching a movie to keep them quiet, which doesn't always work. (laughs) Sometimes I can literally hear them talking to each other and I'd be like, quiet, and I have to do the take again. But that is real life for you. And that's what happens for me. 
But when I was in London, it was sirens or it might be your dog or a lawnmower or the rubbish truck. There's always something, isn't there? (laughs) You know, and I found that communication is key in navigating all of the different situations that come up as a performer for me, whether it's communicating with my husband, asking a babysitter, communicating with my agent, keeping everyone in the loop helps ensure that my family and career needs are both met. Each day is really different for me because I work on my business, larabeeandcapilcha.com, or I film self-tape auditions. Sometimes it's really quiet in the industry like right now because at the time of recording, there is a strike. Um, So it quietens down self-tapes, but there can be literally 20 of those come in a week, which completely changes the schedule. Um, So I need to be flexible in how I adjust for my day personally. However, my kids do come home from school at the same time each day. And at the time, you know, at that time when it comes up, I switch off from my actress and business hat, if I can, and go back into being just mother. It's a different role, all of them me, all integrated, but this hat has laundry, cooking and children to care for. And when my husband comes home, I have to focus on him. I don't have to, but it's a good thing too, because I love him and I want to focus on him. And we focus on the kids' bedtime routine, prepping for the next day, switching off. um, And then when the kids are in bed, we switch off and relax together and have some quality time. And we do have a great marriage. We are best friends, but we do make the time for each other. So I can't give you a set, this is what a day looks like, because it's always different. But on the weekends, I try to carve out some quality time with my family whenever possible. This helps me to really stay grounded. We climbed a mountain a few weekends ago together. That was lovely. We've done lake trips together. Sometimes we just stay home and have a quiet morning. But this reminds me of what's truly important in life. I try not to work on the the weekends unless a self-tapes literally come at like a 4.30 on a Friday, which it did recently (laughs) so I did have to work on the weekend but I try not to one thing that I really love that happens on the weekends is my husband often makes me a flat white coffee in the morning and he always drizzles a little love heart into the top of the foam and it's these little everyday things that genuinely make life sweet and I know that it's funny because it's those little things that we take for granted each day that I know that if I didn't have my family those little things I would miss So I really do try to treasure the things that I know I would miss one day if I didn't have them. So despite the challenges of pursuing my passions while raising a family, I do find that it's possible to do both, but I am a very planned, you know, organized, but also flexible person because it's important to prioritize self-care. That gives me the energy and energy is a huge thing. The capacity I have to do a lot is because I have a lot of energy and a lot of passion for what I do. And those things do help. I do prioritize self-care because of that. I'm a good communicator with those around me, organized, and I stay true to my values. Like I've told you before, if you're a frequent listener, go to my website, go to freebies, and you can also download the values PDF, which is a free thing for you to help you discover what yours are. With these simple, and they are simple, but they're effective daily practices, I can balance a busy career and family life, but I'd like to share my top tips for managing life and managing stress because with busyness can come stress. So here are some of my top tips for finding balance in my life as a working mum, actress and wellness enthusiast because life has various demands and it's easy to get overwhelmed and feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. I prioritize self-care as I've said 
and stress management to avoid burnout. I've been in burnout. I know what it's like and I don't want to be there again. You can go back to podcast episode one because I did an episode on sharing a story about when I have gone through burnout and why. My tips are a return to simple practices that make a really big difference. You may have heard of them. Many people have, but not everybody does them. And I believe in returning to these simple things and focusing on a foundation of wellness. So here are my simple but powerful daily practices for finding balance amidst the chaos that life can bring as an artist. Number one, practice connection to inner self. This sounds wafty, but listen. Take a few moments each day to focus on your feelings, thoughts, and internal stresses. I'm, I've become really good at this. I do it a lot. I return to the present and process my inner world rather than pushing it over. Whether it's a quick journal session, did you know that journaling is actually to tune you in to what's going on in your head and heart? That's why you journal, <laughs> because it calms down the noise. We live in a noisy world. And taking a moment to actually find what's going on inside is really important for any creative because how do you access that well of creativity with all the noise? Well, you return to this simple practice, mindful breaths during a busy day, telling your nervous system that you're safe and it helps you feel grounded. It helps me feel grounded and centered. Number two is prioritizing sleep. You've heard it before, but look, it's crucial for overall health and well-being. While staying up late to finish work or catch up on emails can be tempting, and look, there's times that we will, but as a regular re, uh, sort of everyday thing, I don't. I set boundaries about around myself and I prioritize rest because I really believe it's essential. I personally get to bed before 11 p.m. I turn off my phone each evening, normally at around 8 p.m., unless my husband or my children are out somewhere where I need to keep it on. These things are really important to me. I actually have in my schedule at number three, making time for movement. Simple, but so important. Again, returning to caring for yourself, where it's so easy for caring for yourself to be hijacked by a lot of other things. Exercise is excellent for physical health, mood, powerful stress relief, whether it's going for a walk outside or taking a Pilates class, but finding a form of movement that feels good for you and making it a regular part of your routine. I do this with my husband and alone. And like I said before at the beginning, it's something that I actually enjoy doing. I'm not a gym junkie by any means, but I definitely enjoy moving because I like feeling strong. Another thing that's super important because when my mental health is strong and good, everything, I feel more energetic. I feel like I can achieve more in the day. Having poor mental health actually really zaps energy. So this is why number four, connect with loved ones is really important. I get energy from people connecting with loved ones. In fact, we all do. Some of us are introverts, some, you know, extroverts, but I'm an introverted extrovert, by the way, which means that I love being with people, but I love being alone as well. But I believe in maintaining solid relationships with family and friends because it provides comfort and support during stressful times. And I've made connection essential in my life and prioritizing quality time with those in my community and making new connections, which I'll talk more about later, is important to me. Again, because energy is zapped by poor mental health. 
I want a lot of energy because I want a lot of productivity because I want to achieve a lot. So as simple as it sounds, it's absolutely vital in my life and I'm sure in yours also. So by incorporating these simple, achievable tips into my daily routine, I'm better equipped to handle the demands of my career, running a business and family life. But I want to share my strategies with you for community building and connecting with other working mums, friends and artists, because this was one of my podcast listeners' questions. So here I'm going to move into a Q&A section of your questions. A day in my life as a working mum actress and wellness enthusiast, but also each one of your questions in relation to that. So how do I build community? Tips for connecting with new friends and artists. I focus on both building non-artistic community friends, so not just performers like me, but I also invest time with like-minded creative individuals. I think this keeps me balanced, so I'm not always consumed in the entertainment industry world because it can be, and I have been in seasons where I've let it be all-consuming. But getting caught up in our daily struggles can be really easy, but connecting with others that are going through similar situations can also provide valuable support. So having both these kinds of people, performers and non-performers, is great. I seek out um, other working mums as well, uh, as well as industry artists who share my passions. Many performers that move for their work, go to a different arts market, they actually need tips to build community again because it's not easy to start again. But I'm going to share what's worked for me. One of the ways that I build community for me is practicing social fitness. It's as important to me as physical fitness. So this for me looks like reaching out to new people weekly that I don't actually know. This week I caught up with a new friend here in Atlanta. I made a new friend. It's the first time that we connected. Last week I caught up with a guy that's an actor and reached out to him. I met both of these people on social media. So I intentionally meet with community. I run a monthly gathering at my home, actually, for married couples. There's about four couples that come and we intentionally meet um, on the third Friday of every month. And I attend women's gatherings when they're on. I go to networking events and workshops tailored to performers and other creative artists. So for me, there's been classes I've gone to for 12 weeks in a row Um, that have enabled me to meet other performers. I've recently gone to a film festival of local creatives in my area. Some people I know don't have that, but I make sure I get out to these things and it takes an effort. But when you get there, you can't just sit around and not connect. You have to go out and introduce yourself and it takes effort. And I actually really enjoy talking to strangers, so I'm lucky there. (laughs) So these events have offered me an opportunity to meet lots of new people. And it also provides valuable resources and information on what other creatives do as they live out their busy careers and keep a fulfilling personal life or not. (laughs) It's really reassuring and motivating, however, for me to connect with other people going through the same ups and downs and maybe even discoveries as I am in the industry. And I also reach out to performers that um, I do know. I make sure that I meet with those people as well. Say, do you want a coffee? By the way, when I'm meeting new friends, that I've met on social media that I say, hey, let's catch up in real life. (laughs) I sometimes reach out, here's just an inside scoop, three or four times to ask them, 
because people are busy and they forget. So my encouragement to you is don't give up easily. I've had seasons and where I've lived where I grew up where I was socially really full and I recognize sometimes people are socially full. They have a lot of friends. They don't feel a need for reaching out and making more friends. And, it, you know, for me where I am, I do feel a need. I don't have family here and I'm new, so I'm always reaching out and making an effort. But I have had both. So if you're reaching out to someone that has a lot of people in their life, They just don't know that they need you yet. So reach out three or four times and eventually you'll be able to find a time to meet and connect or move on to somebody else. I think we need to find friends wherever we can when you're in my situation, but also just be open and looking out and smile at people and connect. Everyone's looking at their phones. So that's a little tip that I want to talk about is yes, I do that too sometimes, but the more you're kind of looking up and smiling and connecting with real human beings when you are out and about, Things like attending my kids' classroom events, um, going to swimming lessons. I like to meet, you know, the friends that my kids are meeting because they can become family friends too. And sometimes, you know, we get tired and we just want to run, but that's a way to connect with people for me. Um, I like to arrange a playtime and get to know the parents. It can be at a local park, so it's not weird. Um, And this means, like I said, smiling, making eye contact, introducing myself and not staring at my phone. I really do. The word the word building community is true. You have to build it. And I stay inspired and motivated even during the busiest and most stressful times because I'm, I'm really so into social fitness and this sense of connection and support allows me to continue pursuing my passions and achieving my goals. Because don't forget, as simple as it sounds, you get energy from being connected to other human beings. So if you're disconnected or you don't have enough really good, you're not making time for good quality connection, your energy will be drained and you need energy to achieve a lot have a huge kind of capacity and as creatives and as artists I I mean I want to do so much with my life I've got that drive and I have that energy and I believe a lot of it is because I don't go I'm too busy to go to the gym or I'm too busy to have a sauna it seems frivolous no I go that's actually going to make me more productive so I hope that makes sense and encourages you to prioritize your wellness so here's my summary of how I build community there's five things One, be the initiator of coffee catch-ups, coffee or whatever you drink. Two, be hospitable and have people over if you can. Three, be intentional and plan social fitness reach-outs weekly. Four, go to networking or other community events. Five, make an effort because it doesn't happen if you stay home and hope someone will make the effort for you or invite you round to dinner because you're new. I wish that was the case. It's not. I had another listener question about how I balance work in my life because being a mum, actress and wellness enthusiast, you know, there's a lot of hats that I wear. I'm going to be honest. It's a challenge, but I know how to set boundaries and prioritize. That's something I've gotten good at, haven't always been good with boundaries and prioritizing, but I do those things really well now. And when I'm involved in acting, I focus on that. And when I'm home, I try to focus on that and get things as organized as possible so that I can keep things going. Um, I try to give my kids my full attention. And if I can't, because I've got a million other things going on that day, 
I give them a short burst of quality attention. That way their little tank's full, just like, you know, grown-ups are. And then we can kind of do side-by-side life without necessarily staring at each other in the face, if that makes sense. So there's moments of completely with and and moments of next to. And then, you know, we want to have a balance in our home. It's not always easy, but I do try very hard to be transparent with colleagues and families about my priorities and limitations and that's helped me to maintain a healthy work-life balance because it's actually self-care sometimes to have the difficult conversations that enable you to be protected. It's not always easy but it's part of self-care. I do have a very flexible approach to life. I don't have a rigid approach because I really think most creatives and performers need that because of the nature of what we do. So I make things happen. I make it work. I've got this thing. I will make it work. I don't give up easily. But this is another value that I live by. That's important to me to be flexible and to make it work and to not give up. So again, you can get values worked out by going to that freebie on my website. Okay, I had another in question about what inspired the whole Healthy Wealthy Wise artist movement. So I would love to answer that. And it was specifically um, because I'm also an actress. So why am I not acting, just acting? You know, why am I doing both things? Because we all need a side hustle. But for me, this is a parallel career because of the nature of showbiz. So I have a business and then that's my my parallel career. Um, But as an actress, I've been a triple threat and a dancer as well in past seasons of performing. I've always been interested in physical fitness and nutrition to stay healthy and energized for my performing work. Having worked in three major markets, London, Melbourne and Atlanta, I realized there's a need for more accessible and practical advice on how to build wealth in this very unconventional way that we live of not knowing when our next paycheck's coming in from where's quite often, as well as wellness for performers specifically to the unique things that performers go through, especially busy working performers that have a lot of hats and side hustles and things that they need to do. You know, that inspired me to start sharing my journey and tips with people like you. And the podcast and blog that I do comes out of actually living this life and being a working mom actress and wellness enthusiast and service to others, giving to others is one of my values. And I've talked a lot about values question what's the most significant misconception about life as an actress that I've believed or maybe that I see others believing so my answer to this question thank you for this one is that acting or performing put it in the context of whatever your art form is that it's all glamour and luxury I think a lot of people come into performing with the end goal of it's going to be glamorous it's going to be red carpets there's going to be applause I'm going to be on stage but the reality is that it's a lot of hard work and on uncertainty and I don't think performers know that that's what they're signing up for but even when you've had some success you're always hustling for the next opportunity and auditioning for roles and when you get a job it often involves long hours and demanding work but for me the rewards are worth it and there's nothing like the feeling of bringing a character to life on screen or stage. 
Next question is how I started as an actress and some of the main steps for those starting. So I've tried to wrap this um, around each other, wrapping my story into my advice. So acting is an incredibly competitive field um, related to the same with dancing. Whatever your art form as a performer, it's competitive. We know that. So put it in your context. But for me, um, it's very competitive there's a lot of dedication needed, hard work and plenty of luck. But if you've got your sights set on a performing career, there's definitely specific steps to give yourself the best possible chance of success. I think it's important if you are listening and you're just starting out and you don't know what kind of actor or performer or dancer you want to be, you've got to specialize in. So for example, actors can be focused on theater or film and television, and that's going to affect different markets. Dancers can be ballet dancers, or they can be commercial dancers. That affects where you live and the kind of training and work that you need. So research and get a really clear idea of what kind of side of the entertainment industry you want to be in and what type of auditions you want to seek. For me, the skills that I've needed to be a triple threat and a dancer have meant that I've needed a high level of training. So I have a degree in dance. I have a master's in musical theater. I've got, because it was a side hustle for such a long time, a graduate diploma in education for dance and drama. I have a lot of qualifications in the technique of performing because it took a lot of conservatory training to get to the level to work at a professional level. I do see a mix of both for on-camera focused actors where I live um, and in LA some people literally don't have a, a theatre degree or any kind of performance degree and they, they have polished their skills over time by going to classes. But whatever you do, however you approach it, you do need to be doing classes and training regularly. I've never stopped going to classes. I'm always going, always signing up, always putting myself out there, taking risks. That's something I do. I'm doing it right now as we, as I record this, um, which you know involves work and sacrifice because I need to put scenes together each week to take and perform for feedback and critique. But it's really sharpening my skills, and that's why you know working actors are doing class a lot of the time, and um, should be. Same with working dancers, you're always doing class. That one's very high. Same thing with singing lessons. It just, it's an ongoing investment. But when you know what direction you want to take your performance career in, your acting career in my context, it's time to build the skills, classes, auditioning, local productions, joining a local community um, that is doing performance. I've done all these things at various times since I started many years ago. You've got to put yourself amongst it. And the more you put yourself amongst it, the more opportunities unfold and you get better, your skills sharpen. But there's more to it than just being a good performer because just being a good performer doesn't get you work. You need to, these days, really have an online presence and a website. It's debatable. Some people think you don't, but it's becoming more this way. And I think personally that it's this way. You'll get obviously people with different opinions, but I do believe you need an online presence where agents, directors and producers can find you, but there are casting sites that they will go to that you need to be on. And depending on where you live, there is definitely ones they use. 
different ones I've used in different places that I've needed to be a part of those sites. It's Actors Access or it's Casting Networks or it's Showcast, depending on where you live in the world. When you've polished your skills, then and only then you should contact casting directors and agents, obviously agents first if you don't have one and then casting directors with your resume and headshots. Make sure that your acting kit or your portfolio, if you're a dancer or a triple threat, things like your self tapes, your bio, your CV, your demo reels, that's got to be sharp and polished. Include headshots that demonstrate a range of who you are as a performer. If that's acting like it is for me, a range of the types that I might play, the essences I might play. My acting kit is something that I update often and you know, for a more personalized step-by-step that's more tailored to you, feel free to book a mentor coaching session with me. Head to my website, larabiancapilcher.com, and I can tailor make this advice for where you are in your career. And it's going to vary per person, um, steps into the industry based on skill, based on experience, lots of things like that, based on where you live. <laughs> but that's sort of bullet points um, and a quick summary. However, no matter what kind of performer you are, remember that even if you're doing everything right, breaking through in the industry and maintaining any position in the industry is often very hard work. You've got to keep your ambition alive by attending live performances, staying on top of industry news, and never letting your enthusiasm for performing wane. Above all, the key is persistence, hard work, dedication, and hopefully it'll eventually pay off. But it's the career, you know, you're signing up for a career where there's no guarantees. And I keep at it and I've learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. But I have had a fantastic adventure also. But also success is achievable, but it looks different for everybody. And if you have the determination and focus to do the necessary work, go for it. Prepare yourself, dedicate yourself and never be afraid to take risks because it is a career of risks performing and you never know where they might take you. My life has been filled with calculated risk taking, moving markets and never giving up. In conclusion, balancing my life as a working mum actress and wellness enthusiast, which basically means body, mind, soul, spirit, everything, I, I care about all of that, requires intentionality, discipline and community. And I've talked a lot about community in this episode. By prioritizing our physical and mental health, carving out time for family and friends, seeking support from like-minded individuals, we can achieve our goals and lead fulfilling lives. Remember, self-care is not selfish. Caring for ourselves enables us to better care for others. So let's continue to build each other up, support those around us. It sounds simple, but it really does make a big difference to your productivity and energy levels. We can navigate the challenges and joys of life best together. Author and speaker Brené Brown once said this really great quote, connection is why we're here. 
It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. So if you think that your purpose is just to book and to perform, I'm sorry, my friend, but it's actually connection. It's connection with others that's giving purpose and meaning to our lives. And the other things are great too, but they can't be everything. So stay connected with your community, go after your dreams, but keep striving for balance. With you on the journey, friend. Until next time. Bye. Phew, today's masterclass is done. I love reaching back and saying I've done this and helping you learn the easy way. If you want more, head to larabiancapilcher.com for show notes, links, freebies, my blog, coaching and courses. And you can also head to my socials, larabiancapilcher on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also on Twitter and Pinterest. Thanks again for listening please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. And of course, keep on living the healthy, wealthy, wise artist living towards your dream life. Bye, friends. P.S. Shout out to my hottie hubby, Andrew Pilcher, who does all the editing on this podcast.